are not going to read a new passage. Rather, we're actually going to sit with the scripture that we've already studied. Today, we're going to be talking about the theme of bread from the book of Ruth. And so if you'd like to have your Bibles open to Ruth 1 and 2 that we have already studied, you may find it useful. Ruth, of course, is after the book of Judges, before the book of 1 Samuel in the Old Testament. So far in the book of Ruth, we have seen how the whole story moves and flows with a need for bread. There's a famine in the land, which meant no bread. And this spurs Naomi's family to leave Bethlehem, whose name literally means house of bread. And after her husband and son die, sons die in Moab, Naomi hears that grain is once again growing where she has, where she is from. And she says, the Lord has considered his people. So she goes back home along with her daughter-in-law, Ruth, after over 10 years of being gone. And they return at the beginning of the barley harvest. By necessity, Ruth goes to work, choosing to glean in the fields. She works hard and she's noticed by the landowner who invites her to come and to eat with the workers, giving her some parched grain and urging her to dip her bread into sour wine. He generously makes it possible for her to reap an estimated 30 pounds of barley on her first day. This is enough food for she and Naomi and also enough for them to trade if they choose. She gleans until after the barley and the wheat harvests are over. Bread is a fundamental way that God provides and cares for his people. We see this truth all over scripture. When the Israelites were hungry during the Exodus, God provided manna. Little bread cakes were at the heart of the miracle story of Elijah and the poor widow. Grain is part of an offering that was given to the Lord at the altar. When Jesus teaches us to pray, he tells us to ask for daily bread. Jesus called himself the bread of life, saying those who trust in him will never go hungry. When Satan tempts the Lord to turn the stones into loaves of bread, Jesus tells him that people don't live by bread alone, but by the very word of God. A lunch of fish and bread satisfies the hungry crowd of over 5,000. Paul says that bread is the symbol of unity, true spiritual unity when believers get together. In all, bread is mentioned in the Bible close to 500 times. So God has given us bread as a means to stay alive physically and spiritually. From Ruth, we see that bread is an organizing theme, an elemental need that brings people together in place and in relationships. Bread helps people understand God's life as they are confronted by what they lack. Some scholars say that Naomi's family never, ever should have gone to Moab. They never should have gone to that pagan country, that that was not God's will in the time of the judges. They theorized that the family didn't trust God enough to stay in Bethlehem, and so they suffered the consequences of those choices. Had they stayed, maybe they would have done as well as Boaz. Hard to tell. 
here's what we understand. Our lives are punctuated by a need to make a living, which then causes us to make choices of how we're going to do that. Having to earn our keep is part of the curse. When God tells Adam and Eve that by the sweat of their face, they will eat bread. I remember so clearly when Mark and I were first married 26 years ago. We lived in a tiny little apartment on Upper Arriaga. And besides trying to figure out who we were and how we were going to share space together, somebody said, aren't you still figuring that out? And I said, yeah, we are. We, of course, were at the age of deciding what we were going to do with our lives. We've gone to college and people were saying, oh, what are you going to do with your lives? As if 20-somethings have it all figured out. We don't, right? Would there be need for more school? Yeah. Would that process be full of second-guessing ourselves and seeking the Lord? Definitely. And there were moments in those years that I remember clearly wondering if we actually were going to make it. Would anyone hire us and give us a job? How are we going to live? Daily, it felt uncertain and tenuous as we struggled, deciding on a course of action that would hopefully move us forward, but sometimes took us back a few steps. We see this financial insecurity in Ruth. We see how the choices of Naomi's family The choices they make because literally they need to eat. Bread represents money. Or perhaps it's the other way around. Regardless, most of us need to work in order to pay for that that will keep us alive. In order to pay for the shelter and to provide the necessities that we have. Like Boaz, then God calls us to live, to give generously with those who struggle more than we do. In this case, it's bread. So then we see in this passage, bread is not necessarily a symbolic thing, but a very truly life-giving thing. The family moves because the livelihood has dried up. How many of us have moved because of a job loss? Or because there was lack of work in a certain area. How many people do we know who have moved out of Santa Barbara? Because it's too hard to live here. Because their job is is not enough. There's a death in the family and Ruth knows she has no way of making money in this pagan land. So she has to go back to where people will provide and take care of her. Again, it is a matter of survival. Everything is about the harvest. The financial insecurity that we see here, we know is prevalent for a majority of people around the globe in every culture today. There's huge, huge impact. And we understand then that that influences how we think of God, who we believe him to be, how it is that we're going to trust him. And it's not just about money. There are countless types of insecurities and vulnerabilities that we face where we feel impoverished, where we feel worried about our future. And we live with these vulnerabilities that we try to mask, we try to overcome, but somehow it feels as though 
there are certain vulnerabilities that stay with us. So what is your vulnerability today? Where do you feel insecure and fearful? When we worry about how much bread we have, it's an opportunity to either ask the Lord for help or to seek other means in order to have our fill. If we choose to trust God, it stretches us beyond what we thought was possible. He will provide always. He provides, but not necessarily how we think or how we want. Naomi would have no clue that going to Moab would bring such heartache. Or that her daughter-in-law would bring comfort to her in her life and such help. The need for bread causes us to work, which we see in this book as well. Ruth works hard. She's recognized for working hard. And work gives us a different kind of challenge as God then provides through our diligence. In the vulnerabilities that you face today, how is it that you are trusting the Lord? See, we've talked about how Naomi grapples spiritually. She comes back to Bethlehem and tells people to call her bitterness. That's her new name, bitterness. And we see her trying to believe, and and she calls on the name of the Lord, and she says that she believes in his loving kindness, his has said. We understand that. We understand how we kind of wax and wane ourselves as we have bread or lack The wondering if we're going to have enough and the provision of God are all how we depend on him. So today I encourage that you bring whatever vulnerability or insecurity you have to the altar of the Lord. Because he knows already what you need. And an act of communion is an act of trust. Where we trust in him for what we lack. Believing what he offers will be generous. And for our best. When Jesus institutes the supper, he uses bread. And he breaks it as a symbol of his sacrifice on the cross. We understand his body is the spiritual manna that keeps us alive. He takes our sins on himself. And then we eat the bread as a remembrance. Allowing his forgiveness to sustain us. So as we come forward, let us do so knowing that Jesus is here. He has invited us to his table and desires to commune with him as an act of worship. God meets us in our brokenness and nourishes us with his very presence. So may he cover our frailties this morning and may we know his grace. Thank you for listening. If you would like to learn more about the Free Methodist Church of Santa Barbara, you can visit us online at fmcsb.org. We pray this message has been a blessing to you.